cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ansaltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And growth is what we talk about here at Mobile Presence. It's how to grow your app, how to grow your audience, how to grow engagement metrics. It's all about what you need to be doing when mobile is at the core of everything you're doing. That means it is de facto data-driven marketing, which is why I'm excited to take a deeper look at the data side of marketing, which a lot of people in our audience probably don't know as much about as they actually should. You know, cookies, if you think cookies are a snack, then you got to keep listening into mobile presence because they absolutely are not. And for that matter, um, we're going to learn today about some of the gaps in data-driven marketing. Uh, we're also going to be hearing what you need to do to actually understand is the person who clicked on my ad and later on does something about it, is that the same person? These are a lot of really key questions that mobile marketers are going to be grappling with for a long time to come. So we have two experts here to take us to school, to give us a crash course in all of this. We have Stefan Blumenthal. He is country manager for DAC. That's uh, the German-speaking part of Europe where I am. So it's Germany, Austria, Switzerland. And Sandra Stenzel, data consultant, both at Zeotap. Zeotap, an interesting company, kind of in its own space. So I'm going to start off by, first of all, welcoming our guests. Stefan, Sandra, welcome to Mobile Presence. Hey, Peggy. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Hi. Yeah, I'm glad to have you because Zeotap, I mean, first of all, our audience won't know too much about it. You've been around for a while, but I think it's that the market had to get to this point to really appreciate what you're doing over there. So in a nutshell, what does Zeotap do? Yeah, let me describe it uh, in, in one or two sentences. Um, yeah, Zeotap provides a fully integrated identity and data solution to help brands better understand their customers. So how does this work? Um, Zeotap is able to match a brand's offline CRM data with online identifiers to enrich it with more information per customer, for example, age, gender, interests, or purchase intents. And at the same time, advertisers can activate lookalikes of their most profitable clients or other relevant audiences based on the insights we provide in programmatic advertising or social media to, at the end, acquire new customers, prevent churn, and finally increase the marketing return on investment. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the special thing is that we are doing it everything out of one single source and we're doing it globally and uh, GDPR compliant and this is what makes Zeotap unique. Oh yes, GDPR, we will be getting to that in the show <laughs> because of course marketers all over the world know about that one. Um, so I want to understand, maybe Sandra, you tell me, you know, where in the tech stack is Zeotap? Because it sounds like something that belongs in there not quite maybe had its space in there. We were very much about the growth stack and we thought that there were certain you know, types of elements in there. For example, attribution. You have to have an attribution provider. That's part of the stack. What part is Zeotap? 
So ZeoTap is mainly focusing on people-based marketing and um, yeah, giving a people graph and connecting really all the identifiers and also behavioral patterns of a user and giving like uh, yeah, a 360-degree view of a user. Mm -hmm. This is where we are specializing in at the moment. And that really resonates with me, you know, the whole idea of people-based marketing, because that was what mobile was supposed to be anyway. You know, it's fiercely personal device. This is not where you want to make mistakes. Um, I can understand intuitively what people-based marketing would be, but what would a mobile marketer understand from this? How would a mobile marketer approach this? Is this um, a concept that mobile marketers need to know more about? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, people-based marketing means knowing more about your customer and really having like a 360-degree view of your customer. And it all starts with identity resolution. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, um, the user data is siloed by channels and by devices. And um, the process of identity resolution allows brands yeah, to have a 360-degree uh, view of the customers by connecting these different customer identifiers. So, for example, you have offline CRM data like your email address or the telephone number. And then you have the online identifiers like the mobile cookies, the de desktop cookies, or also the mobile ad IDs. And it's very important to have all of these identifiers in one graph to really address every single user on each device. Mm -hmm. So... And, and also there's a disconnect that we're addressing here, right? Because that, as I said earlier, you know, it's about really understanding um, is the person who, you know, I got through email marketing or whatever, and the person who maybe did something um, via mobile or through an app or something similar, you know, is that the same person? Is that the challenge that you're addressing? Yeah, definitely. This is the biggest challenge at the moment. So, um, yeah, everyone or every brand has one customer and they want to reach them on all the different devices. So, of course, you need to know the different identifiers. And this is the, yeah, the, the, the biggest um, yeah, hustle at the moment, I would say. But it's not only about the identifiers, but also about the behavioral patterns of your users. So, mm -hmm. for example, what kind of age do your user has? Um, what is uh, the income structure? What is it a man or a woman? And yeah, what kind of apps is this person using? Is it maybe a sporty person or is it a person that has a baby at home and is using different baby phone apps? So it's not just about the identifiers. It's also about the behavior of the user to have like a really 360 degree view you with your customer in the center. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the benefit I would imagine is initially just, you know, the best possible relevant campaigns you can imagine, but I'm sure there are other benefits. I mean, when we talk about um, the identity graphs, for example, um, you know, you're not really building an identity graph per se per person, but you are allowing, I believe, a deeper segmentation. So it's still anonymized. We'll get to GDPR later. Um, it's not creepy or anything, but it's very, very in-depth. Is that um, what I'm understanding here? Because I'm just trying to understand why a mobile marketer would be focused now on identity resolution and people-based marketing, you know, what beyond just having happy customers am I getting out of this? Okay. Yeah. I think the need is quite obvious. The more brands know about their customers, the better they can market them. Mm -hmm. And also um, the more efficient they can spend their marketing budget. So um, yeah, I think it's like a holy grail, I would say, of successful marketing strategies to use uh, people-based marketing and to know more about your customers. 
Speaking of customers, Stefan, I mean, we'll be talking about one of your customers because you got major brands. I mean, we talk about this as if it's brand new, but, you know, talking literally with the likes of Unilever, you know, these are major companies that have their head around it. But could you give me at any level sort of try to quantify the benefit if we say, okay, it's great. I have a 360 degree view of my customer. I can market to them better. I'm probably not wasting as much budget as before. Can you put any number on that? I mean, is there an, a certain uplift to using a company like Zotap or an approach like you offer? Mm -hmm. Yes, there are different KPIs. I mean, imagine you are a big FMCG brand like Unilever, Procter & Gamble, and um, you have a lot of customer data in your CRM system or like an insurance or a bank, but um, you don't have uh, a mobile identifier or a cookie of the client. So you, can't, you cannot reach them um, in digital advertising or digital marketing at the moment. And I think it's super important to onboard your offline data and to make your offline data work in the online world. And for example, Zeotip, we have a matching rate of, um, depending on the country, of uh, 30 to 50%. And um, we can enable brands to make their own first-party data work and to cluster and segment their clients better, to get more information per client, and then activate, for example, lookalikes of the top performing clients, the, the, the clients with the most value, um, and activate those lookalikes in digital advertising or digital marketing like social media and Facebook and Instagram or in programmatic advertising in different DSPs like the Trade Desk or Google um, to really market them um, precisely and um, to increase the marketing return on investment. So we see uh, an uplift in, in return on investment um, times three, yeah? or we see that the cost, for example, in, um, we call it on-target uh, CPM, yeah? so that uh, it's super important for a brand to really reach the right people. So when you, for example, want to reach people uh, like females between 18 and 24, then you really want to, to reach females between 18 and 24. And it's super important to get good data to, to reach just the people you want to reach and not waste your marketing money. And we can really help uh, increasing this uh, marketing ROI and decreasing the marketing costs bec because uh, we help you to, to run your campaigns um, much more efficiently. So it's a factor of three, that's what I'm hearing. A factor of three in return on investment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you can decrease your, your marketing spend, for example, your cost per lead or your cost per acquisition um, by 30 to 50% by um, yeah, working with your first party data, get to know your customers better and activate um, the, the right people yeah, that are interesting in your in or you know, main, uh, should be interested in your in your products. Well, I know I'm interested in hearing more, but we do have to go to break right now, Senator Stefan. So listeners, as you can see, we're going to be talking more about how you can implement a people-based marketing strategy. What do you need to do? What do you need to avoid? Lots of reasons to come back right after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. 
Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Denticott, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we have today two people from Zeotap, Stefan and Sandra. At the top of the uh, program, we were just talking, you know, just sort of getting the crash course in what is this all about? What is identity resolution? Why do we need to care? Now we got into people-based marketing. Sounds very cool because it sounds like exactly where you want to go at a time in the industry where we're looking beyond you know, acquisition beyond install. We're going deep in the funnel. I want to go deep into understanding, um, first of all, how do I, well, how do I approach this? At one level, I understand it's about unlocking the data that the marketer already has, right? So how are you doing that, sort of making that very valuable and then also enhancing the other data. I just want to understand that basic before we get through to some more advanced questions. Yeah, people-based marketing, I think it's very important because marketing strategies are moving from a conceptual marketing approach to a more customer-centric approach. And therefore, you have to know more about your customers. And a lot of brands, they own a lot of data. They have a lot of first-party data in their CRM systems. And uh, we help them to connect this offline data with digital identifiers. So we build a people graph uh, around one uh, Zeotap ID um, 
And for one Zotap ID, we have a lot of different identifiers. Yeah, so uh, we have an email address of a user, we have a, a telephone number, we have a mobile ad ID and a cookie, so we can connect, for example, a hashed email address with a with a mobile ad ID or a cookie to um, yeah, digitalize the CRM system of a brand. Um, the second step then is to enrich those identifiers, those data points with more information about the user. So we know, for example, the age, the gender, we know what kind of apps the user is using. So we, we see the, the, the interest of the user, and we see the purchase intents. So that we have, a yeah, like Sandra said before, a 360 degree of the user around one Zotap ID. And we can um, then push those data points back in a CRM system or in a data management platform or directly in a DSP or in social media so that the brand can activate relevant audiences right away mm -hmm. and uh, reach them in the different marketing platforms. So for a layman, it sounds a lot like connecting the dots literally. Is that what's going on here, Sandra? Yes, that's uh, what's going on. So maybe you can also imagine like drawing a circle with a um, customer, with your customer in the middle. And then on the right hand side, you see all of the different identifiers. So for example, the mobile ad ID, the desktop uh, cookie, the mobile cookie. And on the left hand side, you see all the behavioral patterns like the age, uh, you see um, the income structure and the apps that a user is using. And then you really have this circle closed and everything is connected with each other um, so that you really know your customer. Mm -hmm. So speaking of customers, a great segue to get to a client case study. Now you've worked with the likes of Unilever. We can stay with Unilever. It's a brand we all know. I mean, it is definitely global. What can you share about it? I mean, what did they come to you for in the first place and what are the results? So maybe just walk me through that. Yes. So it starts with the CRM system of the brand. So um, Unilever uploaded hashed email addresses. Like, for example, they, they segmented their, their clients first um, by products. Um, and they uploaded 10 million records of product group A um, and customer group B. So what we are doing then, we are matching those hashed email addresses with hashed email addresses we have in the system. And to an email address, we have different identifiers. Yeah, for example, we have, let's say we have a matching rate of 50%. So we can, out of those 10 million um, records Unilever is uploading, we can match 5 million in our system. And, um, and based on this 5 million users, we can um, give them back what kind of um, social demographic distribution the, the, the clients have, um, um, are they f male, female, uh, what kind of age groups, uh, what kind of apps are they using, what kind of uh, purchase intents do they have, and then yeah, find patterns and find trigger points and um, yeah, overlaps with different um, yeah, data, data attributes we have in the system. Yeah, and what we can give them back is uh, then, yeah, at first, lookalikes of their existing clients yeah, so people in our platform that are the same age, using the same apps, have the same purchase intents so that they can reach out to them via social media, for example, and increase their marketing ROI. So the performance is much better at the end because we provide them lookalikes of their existing clients. So clients who already bought a Unilever shampoo, for example. And uh, we can tell them, for example, um, all their DAF clients uh, are mainly female in a certain age. And we can uh, provide them more people that are female and in this certain age. Uh, 
yeah, to, to activate more relevant audiences and so they can increase their on-target uh, CPM uh, or, non, or can increase their on-target reach and decrease their on-target CPM. And also it sounds to me like it's also getting a lot more mileage out of an existing audience in a way because you can cross-sell and upsell more effectively. So rather than just keep on acquiring users, you're yes. one, you're acquiring them smart in a smart way. And secondly, you're probably also tapping the data and saying, hey, this is great. Like you said, you know, Dove is this demographic. My other shampoo is this demographic. Maybe the people who have Dove might want the shampoo or vice versa. So it sounds like two uses here. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Yes, I think there are more use cases than just customer acquisition. For example, um, businesses who have a subscription model with their clients like telcos, insurances or banks, and they really want to prevent churn. Yeah? And we can um, provide more information to, um, yeah, to feed internal analytics and propensity models uh, so that brands can activate people or reactivate people who have a high churn risk. So this is a yeah, pretty cool use case um, yeah, for people-based marketing. Um, customer acquisition, for example, I think lookalikes are yeah, the most important, it's the most important tool here, but churn prevention is another use case or upselling and cross-selling that um, yeah, you, you mentioned. For example, when I know that um, that a client has, for example, um, yeah, is a, is, a, is a client of my bank, and I know now that the that the, that this client, the same client, is using a baby phone app or a wedding planner app. Then he's in another life situation, yeah? and perhaps uh, this client now is interested in a mortgage or interested in a life insurance product. So I think, um, yeah, having the different informations and to know the right trigger points, um, yeah. Uh, for, for churn or up and cross selling opportunities is very important. I think it's also really important at this juncture to make it very clear that, you know, one of the reasons I have you on the show is yes, I'm based in Europe, but most of my listeners know that anyway. Um, but the real reason is also because you are based in Europe, specifically in Germany. This is a country that takes personal privacy very seriously. So, you know, GDPR compliant, that means something. Um, but what does it really mean? I mean, so that we're not talking about um, just the business benefit. What's the benefit here to the users? Because I believe what the data is completely anonymized and what other measures are you taking to understand that it's completely privacy compliant? So, yeah, let me answer this. So data is very important at the moment and especially in Germany. And as we are a German based company, um, data um, privacy and the whole data controlling is very important for us. So, um, yeah, it's important to know that we are just working with pseudonymized um, data and we are just working with um, data partners that have um, consent from from their users to share this data with us and to use this data for marketing purposes. Um, yeah, so we really keep in mind that everything is um, controlled and that it's secure and that we are not just playing around with data from our users. No, I get it. So absolutely opt-in, absolutely consent, sure. um, and completely um, above board. And we do have to go to break right now, listeners. But when we come back, we'll be talking a bit more about how can you start on this journey to be more successful and, of course, harness people-based marketing? So lots of reasons to stay where you are until we come back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We are joined today by Stefan Blumenthal and Sandra Stencil, both from Zeotap. And we've been having what I think is a really good, necessary sort of deep dive into people-based marketing, the differences between that and sort of data-driven marketing as we know it. And I want to get my head around the one thing, that one key takeaway that people need to take back because they're saying, yeah, this makes sense. Unilever does it. There are obvious advantages, 360-degree marketing. Who doesn't want that? You know, personal privacy, um, consent in that marketing, also a plus. But what can they do if they're not, say, for example, the size of Unilever? What do they take back to the office right now to start doing this to prepare for people-based marketing? So I'll start with you, Sandra. What is the one thing they need to do right now? Yeah, so I think in a digitalized world, you also need to digitalize your CRM and um, adapt to these new circumstances. And um, as you already said, so everyone who has a DMP or a CDP or is working with their own data who has a CRM system and you want to know more about your data and do more with your data, yeah, just um, let us know, contact us, and I think we can help you because it doesn't matter how big you are and how far you are. Um, it's just important to take control of your identity resolution and deploy people-based marketing for a better return on investment. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, actually, also from small um, app publishers as well, because everyone's getting a different part 
of the user. You know, they're having different data. Some have, you know, the, the online data world and they still have to digitize that or they're seeing some specific part of the user. So it makes a lot of sense to digitize that data and get that ready for people-based marketing. Stefan, what's your tip? Yeah, what we see in Europe is, um, or in the US as well, I think you have to be prepared for GDPR. So it's very important to, to have a consent of, of your own users and your customers to use personal data for targeted marketing and to share it with partners like Zotap, for example, so the, that we can help you to, to get more information about a client, to enrich your first party data and to really use it for, for digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just um, trying to understand also where this fits. This gets back to the question earlier about the tech stack, because mm-hmm. when I think about 360 degree marketing, you know, there's a lot of companies that play a role there. I mean, when you talked about, for example, extracting the value of the email data, you know, there are some people that say, well, you need, um, you know, a CRM system, you need a, a this, you know, push notifications as part of this. There are all companies that do a bit of this. So when I'm implementing Zotap or something like you, what am I actually doing to my existing structure? What am I taking out and plugging in here? Am I saying, okay, I've got you, so... Um, my my old you know whatever it might have been SAP or IBM you know CRM system is now overhauled I don't need them I've got you I'm just trying to understand I bring you in how do I fit you in and what goes mm-hmm. I think we are the bridge between the different systems yeah? we are the bridge between your CRM mm-hmm. or your marketing cloud and your DMP for example so we can help you to make your um, yeah, to, to, to build the bridge between your known data and your unknown data. Mm-hmm. And um, we can help you to enrich your data further with more second and third party data. So yeah, we are basically the bridge between CRM and um, yeah, data management platform or a CDP. And uh, we can help you to activate the data in the different marketing platforms. Why is it, I'm just going to ask a devil's advocate question. I love doing that anyway. So we might have listeners who are saying, okay, that's, that's good. But, you know, I have, you know, an army of programmers. Um, why wouldn't I do this on my own or what would I have to do to do this on my own? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's like really super expensive or difficult or do I just get a lot of smart people in a room and I could do this myself? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Zotap invested five years and raised around $30 million to build advanced technology and source the best data in the market. So it's all about all about the, yeah, the quality um, and yeah, not only the quality, but also the reach of the data you you have. Yeah, and we are working with more than eighty verified data partners globally, uh, including telcos, various e-commerce platforms, and other service providers to feed our people graph with deterministic, high-quality data to um, yeah to provide um, the so-called identity links. Yeah, that means the the matches of hashed email addresses or telephone numbers with a device ID or a cookie, and um, on top of that, or at the same time, provide the other data assets you know, like uh, social demographic data, which is of high quality and verified deterministic data, um, app usage data, and and purchase intent data. And you need to have all the different you know, raw data points in one system and to be able to, you know, to work with the data. And you have to source the data. Yeah? So we invested five years in doing that. And um, this is not, not an easy business, I would say. 
Absolutely not. You've done your homework. And I'd like to understand for our listeners, you know, they might say this is exciting, interesting, something I got to have top of mind. You know, we're looking to 2020. What are the stretch goals? Maybe one of them is people-based marketing. How can our listeners stay in touch with you or learn more about ZeoTap? What's the best way? Um, yeah, I think you can just visit our website. Um, there you can, of course, find more inf information about Zeotap. And uh, there you can also find a contact button where to contact us. Or yeah, just feel free to contact Stefan or me. Write us an email, write us on LinkedIn. Um, we are very happy to meet all of you and to speak to all of you. <laughs> Indeed. And we'll have those in the show notes. And if anyone in my audience is making it over to, to New Mexico, which is uh, taking place in Germany and Cologne more specifically, more and more the go-to event globally for mobile marketing, I'm sure people can catch up with you there. I also want to say that yes. um, one of the reasons I have you on the show is because I'm also in the Mobile Marketing Association in the board. And I was very excited by an article that you provided about people-based marketing in a post cookie era. Um, that's another blog post. We'll have those in the show notes or you can check it out over at medium.com forward slash MMA Germany. And uh, great to have you on the show. Hope to have you back again. And listeners, as usual, you know, if you want to be a guest or sponsor on the show, then just reach out to me, Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com, where you can see my lineup of uh, content marketing and app marketing services. And of course, you can check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, where you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember, friends, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.